You're listening to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Podcast, the podcast for quick, actionable ideas and tips to help you up your confidence and joy in educating little learners. I'm your host, Ashley Rives. Let's get to the show. Welcome back to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Podcast. This is episode 30, Must Have Items for the Preschool Light Table. One of our favorite items to use during center time in preschool is the light table. Kids love things that light up. Their shoes, glow sticks, or, you know, fun night lights. So light brings another element of interest. When I put a light table in our preschool classroom, it was an easy sell. The thing gets used daily, and we can do so many learning activities right on the table. So today we're going to talk all things light table. I'll tell you about my favorite light table that works great and isn't super expensive, along with all the manipulatives that we use to go with it. So let's go ahead and jump in and get started. I always like to assess the why behind bringing something new into the classroom so that I can make sure that I'm not just doing it because it looks fun or it's something someone else has done, but yet something that's really going to bring value to our classroom. So the use of a light table for me is just another way to bring engaging resources to our classroom. So all these different centers have different ways to bring in some learning. And I see the light table as just that, another way to bring in learning. The light itself coupled with translucent materials make it highly inviting and visually appealing. So, you know, it's just another medium to help children learn the things that they need to know just like a game or a tray activity or a sensory tub would. So if you don't yet have a light table in your classroom and you are looking for one, there are so many different versions now. And it seems like they're getting more reasonably priced, which is awesome. When I first implemented a light table, it was, goodness, probably 12 years ago. And there weren't a lot available. There was just those huge tables that cost like $500 or more, and it just wasn't feasible. So my first light table was actually a homemade one. This is this box that I spray painted the inside, a reflective color, added lights. We did have to turn off the lights to use it, but it was enjoyed by all. Now, luckily, our preschool found some that are amazing. They are just tabletop ones, so you don't actually even need to buy the huge table These just set right on the table and we plug them in and it's great because we can move them around. If I want to use them and use it in the drama center for some x-rays, you know, during doctor uh, dramatic play, then I can do that. And if somebody wants to use it for tracing or something of that matter, we can use that. So it's very versatile, but most of the time it hangs out in my math center. The one that we have that I absolutely love looks like it's no longer available on Amazon and has kind of some limited availability elsewhere. But I wanted to share it with you because if you can find something like it, it works fantastic. It's called the Guidecraft Activity Tablet. So not table, but tablet. And it's slim. It sits on the table. It wasn't over $200, which woohoo. And it works well, even with my classroom light on. And I have about five windows, six windows that sunshine comes through. And I don't ever have to worry about it not being bright enough. So looking for something similar to that one is a great cost-effective option. We have not had any issues whatsoever with it. 
So once you have a light table, you obviously need something to use on it. So let's talk about manipulatives and materials that you can collect. I have had a collection going for years and years, and slowly I just find translucent things when I'm out and about, pick them up. But now more than ever, a lot of our educational companies that sell manipulatives are really getting in tune to this whole light table gig, and they are creating more and more. And I've even found some on Amazon. So it is getting easier to find. But just remember, you don't always have to buy those. We can look for items, other places that basically all you're looking for is that they're translucent. So small translucent manipulatives. I found some cats and dogs at the dollar spot years and years ago. They were just little toy figurines, but they were translucent enough that I knew that they would shine on the light table. We love to use those for sorting, patterning, lining them up left to right, all kinds of great things just with these fun little cats and dogs. And that's when the dollar spot actually was the dollar spot, so it was great. Another thing to keep your eye open for is table scatter. So they they sell table scatter at like your craft store, like I get it at Hobby Lobby or Michael's, and usually it's seasonal. Its intended purpose is to either be on the table, kind of scattered out as a centerpiece, or maybe to fill up, you know, a nice jar or vase in the middle of your table, things like that. But most of the time, they're translucent, or many times I find translucent ones. So these are usually seasonal, so I can go and I can find pumpkins, and there's different color pumpkins in there, which is amazing. I have found stars, red, white, and blue stars for Um, 4th of July. We have found little Easter eggs that are actually flat. So they kind of lay flat, which is really nice for the light table. So many different table scatter options. So whenever there's a new holiday, check out your local craft store because that table scatter works fantastic on the light table. Just absolutely fantastic. Another fairly easy to find manipulative that you can use on the light table are reusable ice cubes. And now I'm finding them in more different shapes, which is super fun, especially in the summer. But even just the cubed ice cubes many times will come in different colors. So we have a set that has like purple, pink, I don't know, some other white and some other colors, but they are great for stacking. They can build on the light table, sorting, they can pattern them. Um, They can just come up with so many different uses for these. And yes, they're filled with water, but no, I've actually never had one leak. And we've had these for gosh, goodness, at least four or five years. So they do work well. The ones that we found anyway, I just, I think I just found them at, you know, Walmart or whatnot, but usually in the summer they get out those reusable ice cubes for you to freeze and then put in your drink. Those work great because generally they are translucent and colored. And if you're worried about the water, you could always empty them, but that may make them collapse as well. So that's just just a thought there too. Also be on the lookout for plastic cups. Sometimes you can find these in translucent colors. Um, the Dollar Tree had them and they had like little shot glass size where you could get a ton of them. Now they weren't super durable, but it's okay because I got a ton of them for a dollar. Now it would be a dollar fifty, but They are great because if you can find the translucent ones that are different colors, these are so great for cup stacking. Love working on that fine motor, that problem solving. And you also can use them just as scoop and pour for other manipulatives. So that's a great use as well. 
We have found them in a regular cup size with different colors. And then we've also found them with the little shot glass size. So summer is a great time to kind of keep your eye out for things like that too, because they're selling those things for outdoor parties and things like that. So translucent cups, and you could even use translucent plates to help you sort if you found them in different colors, translucent bowls, things like that. So anything you can find that's translucent that you think might be helpful and safe for the light table, you know, it's a great thing to pick up. And one last thing that I really love having, but isn't as easy to find is a clear shallow tray. So this clear shallow tray I use for writing on the light table. So I will put some sand or I will put some, you know, colored salt or just regular salt on the light table and they will, um, I'll put it in that clear tray, put the clear tray on the light table and they'll use paintbrush to make some letters or numbers or draw inside of that sand or salt works fantastic, but you need a clear tray so that you can see any color that might be being portrayed. And that way you can really see your letters after you make them with the paintbrush. So mine has some lips on the side because you obviously want to try to keep as much of that sand or salt inside the tray without, you know, making a big mess. So looking for something with a clear bottom and some edges as far as a tray goes is great. We use this constantly. Mine actually has a crack, so I'm a little bit worried about it. So I'm going to be looking, keep my eye out for a new one too. But that is a great way to bring in some writing into the light table as well. And then of course, there are plenty of commercially made options now, more than there ever have been before for things marketed towards a light table. We have found great luck with colorations. They have very small translucent letters, which have been kind of nice to use. Um, We have a mat that we use, and I'll talk about mats here in a minute, but we have a mat that we use where they can match the letters up. And so these small letters work really great. Um, We also have translucent numbers that that are bigger from um, edX Education, E-D-X, and I found them on Amazon. They have lots of different things that you can get for the light table. They're much larger, so they work for younger kids better. And um, we like using those. I also found some translucent pattern blocks, which is great because now we can do some pattern block mats on there as well, or they can create their own creation using those pattern blocks. Um, They also sell translucent pebbles, which are kind of fun to build with. They now make translucent counters and different like animal shapes, which is great. They also um, have created some domino pieces as long as well as just the, you know, circle, regular kind of counters that can be used in a ton of different ways. There are different blocks now for the light table, which is fun. And also, um, they have those letter builders. If you have some of those, I think they're learning resources that um, snap together to make letters, but they are translucent. So also just be looking around your classroom or your center for things that are translucent because you might find more than you knew was there. So once you have all of these manipulatives and you've chosen a manipulative to put out on the light table and you kind of have this idea of what the children could do with it, Now it's time to kind of give them a guide or a visual organizer. 
I found this to be incredibly important for some of the activities that we do on the light table, mainly because I tried it without them and they just couldn't really see what to do. It's like they needed some sort of scaffolding, an organizer, so that they could use it that way. Now, do they absolutely have to use it that way? No, I love to encourage their creativity if they've got a different idea, but I was finding that they were coming to the light table, just seeing the manipulatives, kind of moving them around, not really fully understanding what to do with them. They weren't naturally making patterns all the time, some every once in a while. They weren't naturally sorting, but every once in a while. But many times they were going over and just kind of moving them around and then leaving because they really weren't sure what the purpose was and they couldn't come up with it themselves. So I needed to help them a little bit. And so that's why I created some light table mats for my students so we could organize that. So there's a ton of different options. So I have just, they're just blank for the most part, sorting. So I do have a color sort one, but sorting by three, sorting by four, sorting by five, sorting by six, different ways to sort. So I put that organizer down. So let's say it's a six sort. There's six different circles on the page. I put that down on the table and then I can couple that with a manipulative that has six different colors or six different shapes or whatever it might be. And that gives them more of the, oh, okay, let me see what I can do with these circles type of thing. So that's been really helpful. We also have pattern block mats that we use with our translucent pattern blocks, which I love, just another way to kind of bring that in there. Um, We have patterning mats. So where it may start with a color pattern and I make sure to have manipulatives of that color where they can finish the color pattern or just blank patterning mats and seeing kind of what they come up with. We have quantity mats, tracing mats um, for shapes and for letters and for numbers. We have tracing paths to try to work on that fine motor and get them really working on getting small manipulatives inside the path. Just so many options. And we have numeral mats where we can match, you know, um, the number, translucent number to a quantity which is great. We have letters, um, we have the alphabet where we can line it up, match them, or even fill in missing letters. So many great choices. And the mats really are just, just, just kind of like this accessory to the manipulatives that kind of just gives it a little bit more depth. And we only use one. I choose one mat, lay that on the light table, couple that with a light table manipulative, And it really, really helps them figure out kind of how do I want to use these things together? So if you have a light table and your students aren't showing much interest in it, I encourage you to kind of consider the idea of adding mats and more hands-on materials so that they could maybe see it and go with it. Now, there are some things we don't use the mats with. I don't use the mats with the cups. I really like them to free build with the cups it seems very natural for them, but there's other things like the table scatter where they aren't quite sure what to do with it. And so that has been helpful. And because I have been asked this a ton and I figure you're probably thinking it as well, you have these mats. Do I have to print them on this see-through paper, um, you know, that transparency paper? And I have found no, not necessarily. So if you have organizers that you like and you just want to print them on regular copy paper, just make sure it's not too thick. 
it shines through just fine on our light table. I have done some on the translucent paper, and obviously that works the very best, but it's a special paper that you have to buy for your printer. And so that's always not, you know, not always feasible, but the paper does work just fine as long as it isn't too thick and your light table is strong enough. So just test that out because I don't want that to be a barrier for you to add some mats in to really help level up your light table. And of course, if you would like a done for you option, I have that available. Um, You could take a closer look at the mats I created for my light table, kind of how I use them. That information is over at the show notes at lovelycommotion.com slash episode 30. That's 3030. And I just really want you to think about adding this extra piece in your classroom if you're ready for it. If you're still new to centers and really kind of wrapping your head around them, save this in your pocket for later. But this light table is just another easy, great, fun, engaging way for us to help our children learn through play. So let me know what you think and head on over and check out the light table mats, get you some ideas there. And then of course, if you want the done for you option that is available as well. I am wishing you a lovely week. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with a friend. This helps me spread the word and help more preschool teachers just like you. Keep being lovely.